You know the vibes! Welcome to the Hoop Genius Podcast, brought to you by NBA 2K23. I'm Mo Mootsi, alongside me, the only, one and only, Mr. BJ Armstrong. BJ, how you doing? Real name, real name, no gimmicks, no gimmicks. Well, Mo, (laughs) (laughs) 2-0, 2-0, the series hasn't started out west, started in the east, but hasn't started out west. Well, before we get to that, I, I did something interesting today. Okay. I went to a movie premiere. Oh, wow. I went to see the remake of White Man Can't Jump. Okay. Now, that's a classic, right? I know that's a classic. You, you a know classic? White Man okay. Can't Jump. Okay. You, you think okay. so? You don't think so? The original? I'm listening. I'm listening. It's a classic. The original is a classic. The remake, okay. Jack Harlow is the main character. They got okay. some guy who looks a bit like Dwayne Wade as the other main character. Okay. It was all right. The kids will like it. It was a fun movie. It was okay. okay. I wish they just called it a different name instead of trying to carry on the white man can't jump thing. But you know what I was thinking, BJ, the whole time while I was watching the movie? You could have done the role? No, because I'm not white. <laughs> <laughs> but, but it was similar to that. Do you know who I was thinking should have done the role instead of Jack Harlow? Who? Austin Reeves. Austin Reeves would have been perfect for that role. Yeah. yeah. Because somehow in the Western Conference Finals, the Los Angeles Lakers have their offense being carried by an undrafted guy who, if you walk past in the street, you probably would never guess was an NBA player. Because the Denver Nuggets are 2 nothing up in the Conference Finals. And boy, oh boy. Did the Lakers superstar struggle? Anthony Davis, 4 of 15, couldn't get anything going after his 40 points in game one. Mm. He committed three turnovers in the fourth quarter. Missed Mm. a pair of open threes. How long have I been saying to you guys, if you tell me Anthony Davis is a three-level scorer, you're a liar. He isn't a scorer from the outside. Missed two, three-pointers near the end of the game, including one that would have cut the lead to 103-102. And then LeBron James, respectfully, because I know people don't like when you criticize LeBron James. Couldn't get it going from downtown. What was he? Zero? What was he? Zero of six? I ain't got the box score in front of me right now. Zero of well, six from downtown. You, you know, hey, hey, hey. He missed a couple back-to-back threes before the Denver Nuggets made a big run. That's all I'm going to say. Tough night for the Lakers. Um, it was a very weird game. You know, watch the first quarter of that game. And it was just weird was the word. I even texted one of my friends. He goes, what the hell did I just watch? It was a very weird game to be watching. Um, you know, credit to the Nuggets, right? Credit to the Denver Nuggets at home. A lot of people, I, I told you guys, everyone thought, oh, the Lakers have figured them out by putting Rui Hachimura on Jokic. It's not as simple as that because Denver can make adjustments too. Now, Denver did come away with a 108-103 win and Nikola Jokic obviously did his thing. Another triple-double, only 23 points, which is low by his standards. Mm-hmm. 17 rebounds to go with 12 assists and three steals. But Jamal Murray, Jamal Murray was having, by all accounts, a quiet night. He scored 23 of his 37 points in the fourth quarter. Talk about Mm. flipping a switch. That's big time. Jamal Murray, we talk about playoff Jimmy. We've got to start talking about playoff Jamal pretty soon because that was a very, very special fourth quarter performance. BJ, what were your takeaways from this one? 
Well, it's a big time effort. And I, I think the, the, the one thing, you know, I, I, I love it when players doesn't let their offense determine whether or not they play well during the course of the game. And he wasn't playing well for most of the game and he wasn't shooting the ball well. However, he, he continued to well. stay with it. Yeah, he, he oh, stayed sorry, with it. Bad. Yeah, he, he, he stuck <laughs> with it. And he allowed his defense, if you will, he allowed his ability to just stay in the fight. Sometimes, Mo, when you play in these games, and you know, I think he learned this over time as a veteran, and, and that was a great job by Jamal. You just stay in the fight. You just stay in the fight. Okay, I'm, I'm not playing well for whatever reason. You know, sometimes it just happens. You know, you might be into the game, but you might not just play well. However, to his credit, he stayed in the fight. And he got it going at the right time. And so that's that, that's, that was a significant game for him because it's another example of why you play for 48 minutes. So, I mean, he really got it going there in the fourth quarter. Clearly, they were able to exploit his ability to create, you know, Joker provides so much attention that, you know, they got it. You got to give up something. And tonight they gave it up to Jamal Murray and Jamal Murray hit it. I mean, he made big shot after big shot, but overall great game by both teams. I thought it was a very competitive game. You know, the Lakers got up 10, 11 points there. They, you know, Rui came in and, did a really no, nice he had a job. fantastic game. He had yeah, a fantastic just, game. And, and you know, Ruiz Hachimura had 21 points. Did he even miss a shot? Because it felt like he didn't the whole night. Well, you know, you know, I, I eight think of ten the, from the field. The thing is, is I like the matchups. I, I, I like it when they don't put AD on Joker. You know Joker. what I mean? It, uh, I think that. I think. I, I think that's a good matchup for them. Just from this standpoint, it allows AD to rim protect. Okay, I I, I kind of like that. I don't think a, no one can guard Joker. I'm just convinced now. You know what? You, Joker has just moved to a whole nother level now. You know what I mean? He's just like one of those guys. You just got to pick your poison with him now. I I'm done trying to say what he is, what he's not. All I know is this: uh, whatever uh, we whatever you say. Are we doing an official U-turn on the popular stance that Jokic's game isn't suited to the NBA playoffs? Because that's what a lot of people are saying throughout the year. Well, I, I, I want to say this. I'm going to say this. In a traditional sense, I understand the argument. When you watch him, you have to watch him through a different lens. You know, you know. Well, I, I've always said this about him, kind of, you know, I'm joking, but I'm not have to. He's a very charming player, meaning... I don't really know what his game really is. I mean, the guy runs, shoots floaters off the wrong leg. He's I, like, I know what he is. The he's well, the maybe he's the old guy at the pickup run, who's going to cook you whether you like it or not, and nobody expects it. That's who he is to me, because he just has the master of the fundamentals, elite passing vision, is unbothered by anything you do or say to him. He's going to play at his pace. He's going to do what he wants to do. And he's gonna get a bucket some way or somehow, or get one of his teammates a bucket. Because I can't think of an NBA player that I could compare him to. Yeah, I mean he he's 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 unique all unto himself. So you know the step back threes off one leg. I mean that's I mean like I don't I don't know how you you're just not used to seeing a man this big play that way, and he has phenomenal touch. Left hand, right hand. And besides having 
a great feel for the game offensively, which he does. I mean, defensive, I mean, his passing is, I mean, he's just elite. I mean, he's just a very unique player. So, and, and defensively, I, I, defensively, he ain't as bad as you thought. Well, I, I, I would say this, you know, every team poses different problems. What he does give me is he gives me elite effort. That's all you can ask. I'm not the one thing that you saw earlier in his career. He just wasn't in elite condition. Mm. Okay. He wasn't an elite. I mean, it's not a knock. It's just Mo. Like when you first come in the league, you don't realize he's he's dropped like 30 pounds since then. uh, Well, well, uh, well, he's give, he gives you what he can give you. Like what else can you ask? Now, will he ever be a shot blocker? No. Will he ever be a help and recovery guy? No. But does he give you maximum effort? Yes. Does he? <laughs> does he? Does he he's try? A, he's in... Yeah. Like what else you want? Like Bo, give me what you got, and then allow me or allow the coach to you know utilize you as best you can. Bo, like there's no perfect player. So what I respect about him is he is in elite condition for his body type. Like mm-hmm. he's dropped, like you said, thirty pounds. Well, I would hope, Mo, that those 30 pounds that he's not carrying around probably helps him a little bit. <laughs> okay. Now, I will find out one day if that is. helps. Yeah. I mean, he <laughs> he gives you what he has. I mean, he gives you maximum effort. He does the things, and sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't. Like, you know, sometimes you'll see a phenomenal defensive play by AD because of his ability to recover, because of his speed, quickness, and okay, great. All right. Joker, that's not his game. However, Joker is going to contest every shot. Joker is going to get every rebound, whether it's in his area or not. And he's going to give you maximum effort. Hey, man, give me that guy every day of the week, twice on Sundays. So he gives you what you got. That's all we can ask for. So what I like about Joker is what he has shown me in this playoffs is he's a complete player and he doesn't allow what he doesn't do well to affect his impact on the game. That to me is the sign of a pro. He is without question now, a superstar in this league. Like he's a superstar now. I mean, this guy gets a triple double. He has two MVPs. What do you mean now? Well, okay. All right. It's one thing to get MVP. And it's one thing when it translates to winning basketball. They're two games away from getting to the to the to the NBA Finals. His his second and third best teammates were injured the both the, both of the past two years, uh, and the only reason they were uh, in the playoffs uh, was because of him. So I'm going to give you the microphone, and you can say now. whatever you want to say. I'm okay, going to give you the say. microphone. This is what I'm, I'm going to say because you can not have the, the microphone. I'll shut today. my mouth. I'll shut my mouth. I'll shut my mouth. You're not the first person to say it today. We had all of ESPN saying the same thing. Oh yeah, Nikola Jokic has become a superstar. Yeah. Listen, all that shows me is people weren't paying attention before because he's playing the same way he did last year and he's playing the same way he did before. The only difference is the quality of the players around him because he's still scoring the same way. He's still finding his teammates for open looks the same way. The difference is this year, they've got the quality of teammates that they're hitting them. So he's been a superstar for at least the last two years. We was in the conference finals three, three years ago now in 2020. So it's not that he's becoming a superstar now. He's been a superstar. The only thing that's happening now is everyone has to watch him because he's in the conference finals. So the people that didn't want to watch Denver play basketball before, 
That's the only thing that's happening now. It's not he's becoming a superstar. He's still playing. He's still the Joker. The Joker's been the Joker. The difference is before, everyone would just read his stat line and say they're fake stats and he can't play defense and he's not going to get it done in, in the postseason. But it's not true. He's the same guy. He's been a superstar. He still is a superstar. And it looks like he's going to keep on being a superstar. So that's the one thing that I can't have is he's becoming a superstar because nothing's changed. He's still him. He's been him. Still is him. He's going to keep being him. That's all I can say on the Joker. Okay. Let's move right along. Interesting. Starting lineup today, they went with Vanderbilt back in the starting lineup and D'Angelo Russell, and they started the game with Vanderbilt guarding DeJounte Murray and Anthony Davis on the Joker. I wonder how Darvin Ham, if you were Darvin Ham, do you change our starting lineup? D'Angelo Russell's looked very unplayable in this series. Um, defensively, he's being targeted almost every time down. Do you look to change that starting lineup? The Lakers, for me, especially in game one, their strongest lineup looks when they basically had no guards on the floor. When you had LeBron running point and maybe Austin Reeves is your only kind of small guy on the, on the court. And then you've got Rui AD and maybe Vanderbilt. Um, if you were at Darvin Ham, what would your lineup be going into game three? Well, we're going home. And you normally play better. You normally shoot better. You get a little home cooking. And give the Lakers credit in these first two games. I thought they had some very positive things during the course of both games. And late in both of these games, they had an opportunity to win these games. So I, I'm not overly concerned about what that looks like. You know, D'Angelo Russell is a he's a veteran player. So I, I think they go home, take away the positives that they did. And they try to close those games out. I think, you know, if they get up 11 at home, I think it'll be a little different. The crowd, you know, give, by the way, give the the, the Denver crowd a lot of credit. I thought they were fantastic. Um, I expect this Laker crowd to really be in the game. And you know what? Now they're going home. So as excited as the Denver fan base should be, however, nothing has happened because the Lakers – play very well. Even though they lost these games, I thought they really played well. I thought they were very competitive. Um, and there are some things there, Mo. I mean, a give or take, a shot here, a shot there. I mean, they needed great individual efforts by their stars or their leading players to win both of these games. And they should be a little better at home. So I'm excited to see. I think D'Lo is fine, but you know what? I'm I'm. That's just me from experience. I'm not overly concerned about any of that. What I am concerned about is the quick turnaround. Now, I think that favors, you know, the a game team. every other night. I think and now favors... the Lakers have to win four out of five games. Yeah. So I, I, I think this is going to be tough. You know, you play Thursday, then they play again Saturday. I think they play again Monday. So yep. that's going to be tough. But I will say this, you know what? They should be better. At home, I mean, Rui was fantastic um, off the bench. I don't know if you can get better than that. But if they can get, you know, D'Lo and these guys to play better or shoot the ball better, I think they'll be fine. But those shots will be available. You know, I mean, the one kid made a couple of bank shots tonight. <laughs> uh, Austin Reeves, you know what I mean? Those yeah. go in, you know. So I, I think like the thing fine. is, the Lakers lost by five points, but there were three 
times that one of them, LeBron was going up completely unguarded on a fast break. And it looks like he's about to do a windmill and he just fumbles the ball out of bounds. And then he had two other layups that were just very uncharacteristic misses for him. Had he made those three chances, the Lakers win this game, you know, math-wise, right? So I don't know if that's the altitude affecting him because he definitely didn't look like himself. And now, like we said, there's only one game in between games, one day in between games as they move forward for the rest of the series. Um, one player who I think did really well tonight was Bruce Brown because KCP got in foul trouble early and, and Bruce Brown came in off the bench. He played 37 minutes off the bench. He played his role nicely. Only finished with 12 points, but he did all the little things that didn't show up in the stat sheet. Um, the other thing as well is when you really look at this game and from the Lakers to be concerned is you've lost this one, but really and truly the Denver role players didn't step up. Michael Porter Jr. had 16 and we all know he's capable of scoring 25. Aaron Gordon only had 10. KCP only had eight. Bruce Brown only had 12. And, and Jeff Green had one bucket. They didn't get any contributions like, you know, the Lakers did with Hachimura giving them 21 off the bench um, or Austin Reeves giving them 22. So that's the only thing from the Lakers' perspective is, okay, we get that they're going to be on the road, but are we going to be able to stop all those role players for the Denver Nuggets from going off? That's the question mark that I have. Um, if the if the Nuggets players can transform their game um, on the road when they go to... I had a conversation with a friend earlier and I referred to it as the Staples. And he said, no, it's the crypto now. I said, in my head, it's always going to be the Staples. Just like tonight's game, they call it the ball arena. That arena in Denver is the Pepsi Center, whether you like it or not. It just is what it is. Okay, the American Airlines Center in Miami. I don't know what the hell the new name is with a new sponsor. That's always going to be the American Airlines Center. That's just what it is. So when I go back to Staples, I don't know if the Nuggets role players will be able to hit their shots. We're going to see. We're going to find out. But tonight, BJ, tonight, the Boston Celtics, once again, in a one nothing hole at home, facing the Miami Heat. Who do you think is taking this game to? The Miami Heat series? Yes, sir. Um, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm going with Boston. You know, I, I, I picked them at the start, so I'm not going to switch now. And uh, I, I just expect Boston to bounce back. Tough game, tough row one, tough first game. You know, give Miami credit. A lot of that was because Miami came out, shot the ball well, had an excellent game plan, and I expect Boston to to play better. I, I expect Boston to figure out you know, how to extend the lead. You know, they got the lead. They played well. However, give Miami credit. You know, that game could have easily been a 15, 18-point game there, I think, in the second quarter. And they were yeah. able to just keep it under double digits before had to, before halftime. And that, to me, was like a critical part of the game because you when you play well, at least statistically, because Boston really did play well statistically, but Miami was still there. And I, I think that was probably the difference in the game. You know, psychologically, you know, Miami probably went in at halftime. I know I would have. I would have been like, hey, we took – they can't play much better than that. We took mm -hmm. that. We didn't play well, and we're still in the game. If we can just make a couple shots here, this could turn. And that's exactly what happened. I mean, you know, when you play well, you – you want the momentum and you want to really kind of establish that you are in control of the game. 
And they never did that, even though they play well. So give Miami credit on that. But I expect this Boston team to rebound from that first game loss and then tie the series up and then go down there and figure out how to get one. They got to get one down there now if they're going to win the series. Mm -hmm. And you never know. Maybe you can steal two. I mean, we'll see which version of the Celtics turns up. I do want to see some minutes for Grant Williams. That's what I would like to see in this one. I would like to see some minutes for Grant Williams coming off the bench or oh, well, maybe Tink with our style lineup. And well, it'd be to. nice. I, I've been saying this since game one yep. of the playoffs. <laughs> and now it's, 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 it's the conference finals and we're like, maybe Grant will. Well, like I said, it, listen, and I get it. You know what? A lot of times, Mo, you, you know, guys gain valuable experience. And if I remember correctly, I he started like a couple games in the in the playoffs last year, right? Did he start some yep. games? Yeah, he I know started he game big. seven against Milwaukee. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. I mean, he started some games. He's played in the in the in the NBA finals. And he was like a pivotal player. So it just for him not to play just seems to me just one of the most it just seems odd to me. You know what I mean? Like, like this guy has played valuable minutes. Versatile defender. Can shoot yeah, the ball I mean, sometimes. I, 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 just, okay, like so what? Okay, I, I mean, again, this is just in my experience. When you see guys, like sometimes you have a down shooting year. Sometimes you do. Whatever new system, new way of playing, whatever the case may be. However, you can't discredit a veteran player who started for you in the NBA Finals, <laughs> okay, mm-hmm. or played for you, started for you in the NBA playoffs. It has guarded some of the most elite players in this league. Okay. Now I get it. If this guy has no experience and you're second guessing, this guy has guarded like MVP Bro, he's, caliber he's guarded players. Giannis. He's like, guarded like better. he's guarded. If what's hilarious is if you actually watch, everyone talks about who can actually stop Nikola Jokic. The worst game I've seen Nikola Jokic play was when Grant Williams guarded him. So I'm saying like this guy is like. I don't know. It just seems odd to me. But again, I'm, I know I'm, 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 you know, I, I don't know. I'm in my fifties now. I see things now. I probably need to stand on my head more often just so I can see the world. Cause a lot of times it doesn't, it doesn't make sense to me. This guy is like, I know he's not having a great statistical year, but if I was a coach or a GM, this guy could play for me anytime. Why? Because he's a quality rotational player and he's tough. So who doesn't need that, right? <laughs> I mean, this guy could play, yeah. but I would, but I would think you can find a way. But again, I'm just a guy watching the games. I want to ask you this before we go. You didn't seem too impressed with White Man Can't Jump, BJ. What's your favorite basketball movie ever? You, you, you know, it's hard for me to watch basketball movies because the acting. I would imagine so if I was, yeah, the acting, <laughs> because I played, you know what I mean? So it, I would imagine if you are a trained, you know, it's a difference between, you know, if you are trained in the arts, and then if you are just an actor in a low budget movie, you can see <laughs> the difference, okay? It's hard for me to watch these movies and watch the basketball part of it, because you're like, no one does that. That's not how you play. However, the storylines and all that things, I get it, right? It's a movie. It's entertainment. I'm not here to, but it's hard for me to watch those movies because I'm like. Of the ones you've seen, do you have a favorite? 
No, not really. Have you ever watched like have you, have you ever watched Coach Carter? No. Never. You never watched Coach Carter? No, never. Oh, no. Bebe, I, I, you know that's that's a yeah, classic. Yeah, I'm not I'm not much of the classic. Yeah, that's probably a classic. the one with Dr. J, I think the fish that the save Pittsburgh or something. You know, that that was pretty fun. Like I always joke with my friends who are in the business. I was like, you guys should hire me as a consultant. Because that's not how people play. Okay, have, have you, know, you seen like, He Got Game? Spike Lee and Ray Allen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I, mean, I, I, I give you, I give you, I give you a, I give you a little tip. Uh, you know, I auditioned for that part. Oh, for real? Yeah, I auditioned for that. That's part. crazy. Uh, yeah, man, that's really a whole conversation. Crazy. We'll have that conversation in the off season. Yeah, but... I, I, I can't remember much, but I, I remember, you know, that I mean, the right person got the part. I mean, um, yeah, because because also Kobe, I Ray think, Allen. was in the mix for getting that part, and and yeah, Ray, Ray Allen. Ray, Ray Allen is there, he's, it's it's he's crazy perfect. that you are you're a little bit older than those guys, but you still look young enough to play that part. That's the craziest. Yeah, part that was uh, yeah, that was <laughs> that was he was the right guy for the part. Um, for that, um, you knowing yeah. you, you probably still got the script or something in your house. So we'll talk about that this summer. We'll talk about that in the off season. It could be around, but I, I mean, it, <laughs> I just was never into. I mean, I was. I wasn't into, I'm not like into the entertainment part of it, you know? And, and again, I mean, I'm not knocking any of the, the acting or anything, but when you play and then you watch it and you go, no, that's not, that would never happen that way, but it's cool because you know, it's, it's acting. It's, it's supposed to be that way, but I'm just probably too serious about the game to portray it in a way that's not real. At least real okay. in a way I okay. see. Okay, and and that's okay. And well, I, and I, well, definitely don't watch the new White Man Can't Jump because you'll be mad at Jack Harlow. However, the rest of you guys are listening to this it is worth a watch. Why not? If you're uh, if you got some time to kill, check it out. It's on Disney Plus. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm sure it's good. I'm sure it's great. You know what I mean? Like, listen, I I, I get it. I know that about me. Like, like I go what, to what, what's your I, genre? I, what's your genre that you go to? Though? I it's what's only one genre? thing I it's only one thing I watch is is Star Wars. That's it. That's it. Is that it. That's it. I don't. I, all the other stuff is like whatever. I like, like comedy movies. Yeah, I like. That's I like favorite. world building, and I, I, I like world building. And if I'm going to go to the movies, I don't want to see anything that I would see normally. I don't want to hear any like drama. I got enough drama in my life. I got real life drama. <laughs> I don't, okay, I, Ma- I, Mary J. Blige. I don't yeah, want to. I, 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 yeah, I, comedy. <laughs> There, everything's funny to me. Like I see things that I've watched things. I go, oh, that's pretty funny, you know. So I don't want to see. I don't want to see that. So I want to see something that I have never seen. Like you know, like like Avatar. Like that was pretty cool. Like oh wow, that's I've watched it way too long. Wait, yeah, I ain't got the attention yeah, span yeah, for that. But Star Star Wars is it for me. You know what I mean? Now there are a few movies that you know, like Goodfellas. You know, like, not Goodfellas. You know, Godfather, like Godfather, Rocky. Stuff like that. Classic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, there, there's, there's, there's a few movies. But if you just said, what can you watch? Like my family knows anything Star Wars. I'm going to watch. I'm going, mm. I'm going to take the time, and that's the only thing in my life that has. And you know what's cool about it is that I saw it as a kid, and here I am at 55, and I'm still following the story. And that, that was the first. Like the, that was yeah, the first good. movie I ever saw as well. 
Star yeah, Wars so, Episode One was it Phantom Menace Episode One? Yeah, but well, yeah, yeah. I don't that's what I'm saying. I, I, it. But I saw, yeah, I what uh, I've seen all of them, and, and they started when I was a kid, and here I am still following. I'm, I mean Disney Plus with you know, you know now Ahsoka. I can't wait till the Ahsoka. You should see my room now, Mo. You know, everyone thinks these are my kids' lightsaber. I have every lightsaber. I have. I've seen it. I've seen it. Yeah, I've seen, I've seen it. all the lightsabers. I got my baby Yoda. I got everything. I love Star Wars, and I follow it. The story is phenomenal. The world. I just love world building. Like that to me is more fascinating than anything. Like you can build a world, and only the people that are, you know, that understand the movie understand these worlds. That to me is the brilliance. Of you got to check out. You got. You got to check out Game of Thrones. Um, I. I don't. I, I. I look. Look. I tried to watch it. Doesn't do it for me. Game of Thrones. I'll tell you this because I tried to watch it many times. Once you have to watch. You have to sit down and watch the first four episodes all in a row to get into it. And once okay. you've done that, you can't get out of it. But okay. Once yeah. you've it watched them, because the first couple, the first couple are kind of slow. But then something happens and you're like, okay, wow. Now yeah, it's like a team winning on the road. You see that episode four and you go, wow, now this is a scene. People, people love it. And I, look, I respect it. I mean, it's it's huge following. People always try to get me into it, but it doesn't do it for me like Star Wars. Star Wars just does it. It does it for me. Like, I bet I've seen every movie a minimum. I bet I've seen every movie and every episode a minimum of 20 times. A minimum. Like if I'm doing something like this tonight, if I was... When we get done taping, and if they're on, I will watch it. But um, I, I, I'll, I'll, I'll right now. I it, it, like I could be like dead asleep, and if it's on, I'm gonna watch it. And then I I'm, every time I watch it, I learn something new, and I and I go, oh wow, I didn't miss, I caught, I didn't catch that in the first 19 times I watched it. And I, every time, every I, time, I'm sick and twisted because when we get done taping, I'm just gonna put the playoffs on again. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you could you could do that. Yeah, I, uh, I love it. But that's a that's another episode of the Hoop Genius Podcast. Appreciate you, BJ, as always. Appreciate you guys for tuning in. We'll be back tomorrow with more. Um, oh, you yeah. can laugh at my pain again if the Celtics lose. So we'll be back. We'll be back. Don't worry about that. Make sure you subscribe on all platforms. Yes. YouTube, Spotify, Apple. You know what's good. We'll see you there. Most importantly, until next time, get buckets. <laughs>